This is a CBC Podcast. We're building more roads, but nothing feels faster. What is Calgary's worst commute? I'm Anise Hedari, and this is Calgary. The saying goes, if you live outside the core of Calgary, and most Calgarians do, everything is about 20 minutes away. But these days, the city is bigger than ever, so maybe it's more like 30 minutes, especially for those neighborhoods a little bit further out. What's good, Mahogany? That means more time on the road. Yeah, we have two train lines with a third to come. But if you don't live in, I don't know, Tuscany by the sea train, you're driving. We're spending a lot of money on roads. The new ring road? It's done. The whole thing, though, cost around $4 billion. Deerfoot Trail? Soaking up millions in various ramps and new lanes. But will any of this make a difference? We've got to start with how things are right now. And luckily, the people who know that best sit pretty close to me. CBC Calgary's traffic reporters Angela Knight and Jenny Howe. Hello. Angela Knight. What do you think is the worst commute in Calgary? This is probably the most obvious one, but I'm going to say Deerfoot Trail. (laughs) Uh, I know in the morning when I mention anything, like even someone touching their brakes on Deerfoot Trail, the sun as you come around the Calf Road Bridge, (laughs) I I can feel people go, oh, God. Like the Deerfoot sigh is what I call it. So it doesn't matter whether you're northbound on Deerfoot in the morning approaching Anderson Road, Bow Bottom Trail, jams up there. It's just volume. And the same is true if you're southbound around Beddington Trail. It's just the merging traffic. It just jams everything up. And I can feel it. I can feel people's anxiety. Even when things are going smoothly, it's still a mess. Oh, even when it's smooth, it's a mess. Mm, Okay. I'm not surprised having driven on Deerfoot many, many times. Uh, I'm wondering if Jenny Howe has a similar or different opinion. I wish I had a more original answer, <laughs> but I would have to say Deerfoot Trail, but in a different spot. So the afternoon, and this is how I know, is because even during COVID, when commuter rates were low, low, low. Yeah, no one was going anywhere. The city was quiet. Northbound Deerfoot Trail still mm-hmm. was not. Every afternoon, it's going to be slow between Memorial and 64th. Period. Period. There are no exceptions. Zero Even exceptions. With the fact they've added a lane. Yes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> to try and alleviate that problem. It doesn't matter because that is still the same problem on northbound Crowchild in the afternoon. And if I may chime in, Please. southbound Deerfoot at Southland, where you've got all those folks merging to go south. And it just jams everything up. Every time. Well, that's the squeeze, too. Right. Because then you've got the two lanes that 100%. go. To Anderson. And Bo Bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel listeners either cringing or screaming at their headphones or their stereos. I'm getting as worked up this. just thinking I know. about it. Me all. too. But then there are also the listeners, the smug listeners who don't travel on Deerfoot Trail and are like, whoosh. I know. Yeah. Or never have one. to travel during rush hour. Yes, right? that's an that's a nice perk to this job. Could we also mention Glenmore Trail over the causeway oh, and the jam up there. Just and a it's treat every day. all volume every morning as you're approaching 14th every Street. Time. Every Jams time. up everything for the drivers southbound on Crowchild, right? Even it's, when there's not traffic, bad traffic, I find that that spot turns into a, a word I can't say with a microphone in front of me. It is because of the merge. Some people wait. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, you can merge. There's quite a good stretch there where you can merge if you're coming from southbound Crowchild. But people get all caught up and then they come to a stop. Yes. They come to a stop and throw their signal light on and then wait for someone to let them in. It's never going to happen. And it's frustrating because you're under this illusion that, well, there are four lanes of traffic here. This is fantastic. I have so much room. No surprise. Yeah. Because two of those lanes are going up to 14th Street, and half the people are not going to 14th Street. Jenny and Angela kept that conversation going way past turning off the microphones. Traffic is a conversation driver in this city. And like they said, it's often these three spots. Perennial road rage inducer Crowchild heading into Glenmore in the southwest. Deerfoot southbound past Beddington and northbound Deerfoot to 64th. Not fun. But what's the worst of them? We're hitting the road to test it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where are we going? So we're uh, in McEwen, okay. which is a fine little suburb on one of the middle rings of Calgary, and just happens to be where I live. That's regular commuter Josh Paget, who also happens to be the producer of this podcast. Every day, his drive to work is about 20 minutes down Shaganappy Trail in the northwest. You can think of Shaganappy as the Jan Brady of Calgary commuter routes. It's the forgotten middle child because it's generally fine. But today, Josh is driving us into the Hellmouth. Deerfoot Trail southbound. It's the greatest commute of our lives. Although, as we say that, I'm seeing some brake lights ahead here. Mm-hmm. And construction sites. Here we are, close to Beddington. And forget it. Yep. This would be what we were warned about by our traffic reporters. Man, our speed is zero kilometers an hour. We have stopped. So I'm going to pull up my GPS app, which I should warn you, I changed to the Persian language a few weeks ago. And I cannot change back to English. I've said it to English, <laughs> but it won't speak English. Yeah, uh, there's traffic. <laughs> there, There is that. So this is the Beddington exit that we're meeting that Angela had talked about. Mm-hmm. And this is a big, big entry point. It's This is generally how I get onto Deerfoot. And it's two lanes flow through traffic. So there's no lights. It's all merging. And it merges kind of every, every exit. You kind of lose a lane. So... I'm just going to stay in the right-hand lane to see what people do here. But we're going 25K on a 100 road. 25K an hour on a 100 kilometer an hour road. Um, because everyone needs to everyone needs to get in. And by this point, people are annoyed. You're frustrated. And now you got to slow down to try to let people in. And it's just like, oh. And it's taken us 10 minutes to get what would have been not even two. Even when in. we're moving, we're going half the speed limit. Yeah. And now we're stopped again. So, yeah, our first commute contender, Deerfoot around Beddington, a metaphorical sea of brake lights. Deerfoot Trail is a provincial highway, and the province says about 180,000 vehicles use it every day. It felt like they were there all at once on this 8 a.m. drive. Near the Beddington exit, it was a parking lot. You might be surprised to hear the most recent data from 2022. It shows tens of thousands fewer vehicles on Deerfoot compared to before the pandemic. But even if thousands of people are working from home now, the UCP government agrees there's a problem on the province's busiest road. 
So political and asphalt-based relief is on the way. More lanes and bridges are coming for southern stretches of Deerfoot, and there are finishing touches happening on new ramps in the north. But on a morning like this, southbound Deerfoot is going to southbound Deerfoot. Still pretty slow if you're southbound on Deerfoot Trail, but you're not surprised by that. Now, part of the slowdown <laughs> is regular volume. Part of the slowdown is an earlier... Fast forward a few hours, and it's time to test out the afternoon drive and our other contenders for worst commute. So we're going to go down uh, to... We're going to find Crowchild. What road is this? Boness. We'll take Boness over to Crowchild. Crowchild Trail is the city of Calgary's baby. That is, it's totally controlled by the city, unlike Deerfoot. And if you look on the city's map showing how many accidents happen, Crowchild is one of the spots that has the biggest, reddest map blobs. As for how many cars are here, well, before the pandemic, the intersection of Crowchild and Glenmore Trail had highs of 152,000 vehicles, making that merge Angela and Jenny said so many people are bad at. Why there's this double merge and like this guy and then he's changing lanes on you (laughs) dude mctrailer in front of you is trying to change lanes like buddy are you even looking in your mirrors come on (laughs) no he wasn't no there's this chaos of are you going on to 14th southwest or are you staying straight on glenmore you can see how this intersection has gotten so busy in a 15-year stretch from 2002 to 2017 20,000 more cars hit the road during peak hours. But when it comes to Glenmore Trail, if you don't already know where you're going when we get to this, like, deep V that is whatever's happening between getting to Chinook Center or McLeod or continuing on Glenmore here, like, you're too late by the time you're on the other side. You can't change your mind. And then there's the exit where you think, because Deerfoot's like a weird little one lane thing but just before it is blackfoot uh you're gonna be in a world of trouble yeah so we're coming up to the deerfoot you have to choose where you're going here and there, there's all these people swerving in and out because they don't know where they're going either just so there's a lot of confusion confusion sure but at this point in the afternoon we're at least moving that is until we get back on deerfoot this time northbound for our third and final contender for worst commute we did a zero. <laughs> Between 32nd and McKnight, we are going zero kilometers an hour. This is just the worst. And now there's, we just hit zero again. So, yeah, this is it. This is it. You win, Deerfoot. From Bennington in the north to around Memorial Drive, I declare you Calgary's worst commute. There are millions of dollars going into Deerfoot alone. Billions going into roads. Is any of that going to help or will congestion grow as the city grows anyway? I got out of the car and out for a walk to tackle that one with Lena Katam. She probably thinks more about traffic than any of the people stuck in it. Lena is the Canada Research Chair in Integrative Transportation Systems, and she's also a Calgarian. We met up at the University of Calgary, where there, ironically, wasn't a lot of traffic. How do you get to work every day, though? Usually I walk, or sometimes I take transit and then I walk back. So I live around 25 minutes away from campus, and this is by design, on on purpose. 
So when you say 25 minutes, it's 25 minutes transit and walking? 25 minutes walking, so five minutes by transit when I am like in a hurry. Okay, so if you if you drove, how, how fast of a drive is it? Same, five, three minutes, depending on traffic signals. Are you happy that you don't have to be on the dirt foot in your morning commute? Of course, <laughs> of course. So it's, not, it's very, I don't blame people because sometimes it's almost impossible for them to get from point A to point B without a car. Yeah. When you know exactly where you're going to work and you can pick your home accordingly, um, it gives you a different choice, but many people have to drive. Right. I, I, I agree. So the North American cities are shaped mainly by, uh, by, by car, by private car. And this is because they grew when this technology was started. So this is why this technology shaped our cities. The answer is more transit, more bike, uh, more biking facilities, um, making easy for people to bike or uh, to walk. So when you say that that's the answer, more transit, more bicycling, uh, more walking, more pedestrian access, I want to talk a little bit about what we're doing with roads first, because we focus a lot on the roads when we talk about the changes we want to make. And, and let's let's talk about Deerfoot Trail as an example. You know, we're adding more lanes to the southbound section. Is that going to help people get around more, adding more lanes to a, a road like Deerfoot Trail? Yeah, so the way you know, we need to see that is really very uh, complex. So yes, at the beginning you add more capacity, so travel time decreases, but it makes it more attractive for people to drive. So soon it will become even more congested. So that that would be a reason then that adding more lanes doesn't actually guarantee better better commutes and better flow, right? It, it does at first and then it goes away? But like, it doesn't mean like we don't have to build roads at all. Like It depends. But in general, the focus should be more because like our cities are becoming, um, you know, like they are more dense and it's very costly to build and add more capacity. So we can focus on other, uh, on other tools in order to make it, to make our roads and our freeways more attractive. Uh, I mean, more efficient, mm -hmm. more efficient without adding capacity. So one of the uh, way also to use emerging technologies, like my, my research focus is on intelligent transportation systems. So having very variable speed limit, let's say reversible or an additional shoulder when we need it, mm -hmm. um, ramp metering, tolling. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your research into variable speed limits because I was reading about it and to be honest with you, there was a part of me that went, yeah, that would be awesome. And then there's another part that went, yeah, I have variable speed limits on Deerfoot Trail, zero or five. And then like a hundred the rest of the time. How would that work and okay. how would it help? Yeah. So if you're powering, let's say you want to change your uh, uh, your oil in the, and you're pouring uh, through a funnel, you're pouring oil. How do you pour it? Do you pour everything or no, do you do it slowly? I do it slowly. Why? If you put it all together, what will happen? It will slow it down, right? Well, yeah, it would sort of get clogged and, and everything. Right. Yeah, it so would not go exactly, well. This is exactly what happens. When you stop the liquid, so you, it's become, it's, it has a zero speed. So it takes longer to go through the opening of the funnel. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what happened to cars. So you delay it a little bit so you can get a faster throughput. 
So would a variable speed limit then mean that you actually slow down some people so that more people get through? Yes. So this is, it's a paradox because it's, you're slowing people to make people go faster. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, like, yeah, you could say variable speed limit, but like, who's going to go faster? No one gets to go faster on the Deerfoot. So you start slowing people closer to the bottleneck, maybe 50 and then away 60 and then away 70 kilometers per hour and so on. So you slow them slowly. Uh, okay, so the yeah, and when there's a bottleneck, instead of it being like 80, 80, 80, 80, zero, yes. you, you use the variable speed limit to gradually slow them down right. as they approach the bottleneck. Yeah, because like also this is also a safety concern because if you're coming from 80 and all of a sudden you see a queue in front of you, you might have uh, a collision. Do you think people in Calgary would go for that? I mean, the, the compliance issue is a problem for sure. Uh, so if you have many people compliant, they will affect the vehicles around them, right? Because at the end of the day, you, you cannot bypass. So if everybody around you is driving, like not everybody, most vehicles around you are driving at 50, you cannot go to 60. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's so, why I was like, how's this going to work? Yeah. That's really fascinating. Um, the other question I have about some of the research you're doing is, and I'm almost afraid to say this, what if we put tolls on roads in Calgary? Do you think that tolls would help? This is so much close to my heart. We're doing a study on uh, tolling. So you, when you use, when you consume water, you pay for water, right? You mm-hmm. pay for electricity. Yeah. But people believe now, like, they shouldn't pay for roads. But it's, it's the same. Do you think that it would eventually help with congestion because people would maybe only pay if they really needed it? So we have to have a good alternative in order to convince people to shift to a... So you. So it comes back to transit and bicycling yeah, and you walking. Have to have like attractive alternative to the car to be able to do it. So maybe is it fair to say we're, we're not there yet, but it would be something that we should look at? Definitely, it's something, and that's why I'm looking at this. Yeah. Oh, you're getting these new lanes on Deerfoot. Oh, you're getting these new merge points onto Deerfoot. Oh, I mean, that's a great f- quick fix. But so, so those are good quick fixes, but are they gonna? They're not long term, right? No. The, the problem will come back. Yeah, yeah, it will become more attractive for some people to drive. Then we'll have more traffic. Great, <laughs> super fun. So t- congestion problem is a systematic problem. So the uh, quick fix, such as you know what these mergers on Deerfoot or addition of a lane, they're going to fix things on the short term, but soon it will make it more attractive for people to drive. So it might end up with having more traffic on Deerfoot. So the answer is to have a systematic solution. And the systematic solution is to make it also attractive for people to use other modes of transportation, such as transit and walking and, and biking. And in order to do that, you need to change land use. So you, this is the systematic solution. Land use change to make it more diverse, more dense, to change the, and, and uh, play with the design. But in the meantime, you're probably still happy you don't have to drive on Deerfoot Trail. Of course. I don't want to drive. Like, I want to minimize my driving. It, I have to say, it's a little, it's fascinating to me that someone who spends her whole life studying driving doesn't want to do it. So when I, I'm driving, I'm becoming part of the problem. So I'm studying this problem. I don't want to contribute to this problem. <laughs> Everyone who sits in traffic, I'm like, ugh. They are traffic. Yeah, we're traffic. We're traffic. We're the problem. <laughs> Lena, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed talking to you. 
So we know the government is spending billions on roads, and that might get you to work faster for now. But it might get worse again unless we change what gets built and where. Either way, at this point, Deerfoot is your worst bet for a speedy drive. This is Calgary, where we explain what's happening faster than a local commute. No, I don't drive after three o'clock in the afternoon during the weekdays. I can't stand getting stuck. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Stressful. Yeah. I loved this. This is. We great. didn't even so. get to Bow Trail, Sarcy Trail. Oh no, but like, there's just, there are so many places McKnight. to anger people. Yeah. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.